better late than ever. And I see just, you know, as we had some technical difficulties. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, everybody. This is our current event show, 178th meeting, uh, which is pretty impressive if you can think of it, because I don't know what I've ever done that has lasted this long. Uh, you know, 178 meetings. Welcome. Ken Newman, where are you? Hello, Ken. Uh, you're not with Manilow, so you're right with someone else. Right where are you? Uh, right back at the Westgate, same place as last week. Oh, you are. Well, isn't today? Oh, that's right. Today is today is Wednesday. That's right. For me, I don't right. know what day it is. And I got as you can see, I'll get my system tech to start start setting up. Yeah. Anyway, okay. I, I, heard I, I went to see the show. Yeah, well, I, I I had a good time. I went I I went to see Manilow last week. I sat in the booth with Kenny, and it was phenomenal. It was really good. Um, the show, you know, for an eighty year old guy, he puts on one hell of a show. But what really amazed me, and I learned a lot about it, uh, about life, because I had forgotten. So we're I'm sitting in the booth with Kenny, and at the show ends right now, and this one uh, no two women come up to us, and one woman has this little um. um Oh, what's that? The koala bear, a little koala bear, right? There it is. Look, Kenny's showing it. Hold on. Let me, let me pin you. So, cause you're not talking, hold it up for a second. Yeah. Well, so no, let, me, let me pin you. Yeah, there you go. See? So she, so she comes up to us and then she says to us that, Hey, you know, we just came in from Australia and we came especially to see Barry Manilow. We've been fans of his forever. And these women were basically, you know, uh, older than the Hills. I mean, they were pretty, you know, they weren't, they weren't the young spring chickens, but uh, anyway, and uh, they were very thankful. The show was great. They gave Kenny compliments. They gave me a compliment just for standing in the booth. You know, they thought I did something. I don't know. But anyway, um, and then, you know, we packed up and we decided we were going to go eat. So we went to the sports book and we went online. We're standing online. And this woman comes up to us and says, didn't I see you guys in the booth? Weren't you guys doing the sound for Barry Manilow? And so Kenny says, yes, I'm a sound engineer for Barry Manilow. And the woman said, I've saved up for 25 years to come see this show. And it was mind blowing to me that his fan base is so deep and so wide and so many years. The guy so the guy's devoted, had a lot of like, fans. Devoted like Apple fans. Wait, wait, are, are we talking about Ken's fan base or Barry? Yeah, that's it. Yeah. No, they're Ken's fan base. They they said anybody on the stage would have been good enough, you know, but Manilow, that was okay, you know. But no, the reality is, is it, you know, and he does put on a good show. For an 80-year-old guy, you know, he, he must have had so much work done on his face because he doesn't look 80 years old. But, man, I'll have to tell you, he is as thin as – he's almost as thin as Prince was. You know, that's how thin he looks. His legs are like like sticks, and yet he moves around the stage, and he puts on a great show. So, Kenny, thanks for letting me sit in the booth with you. That was great. Um, before we go any further, I just want to do a little bit of house cleaning and I have some things to say. Let me move this over here. Okay. Number one, I want to thank everybody for coming. Uh, everything you hear today is an opinion. So do your own research. Um, we are ready to roll. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing that before we get going, and that is our stats, our YouTube stats have grown to the point where now 
we are over almost, uh, well, let's say, as Paul Anka would say, we've been doing this for decades, you know, but in reality, we have about almost 360 people that have, are, are subscribing to this particular show. And that is pretty good. So guys, who's been in the panel, who's been taking me all this way through, thanks very much because people are watching. Uh, I don't know how many people we had watched last week. And I, I apologize for those. Oh, and one other thing I just realized, and I'm going to have to do this. I forgot to, I forgot to start the stream. So here's the stream. And what I will do is though I've recorded it. So I will edit, I will edit the stream and put on the edited version of the stream so that you guys could see that if you missed it. So it doesn't even really make a difference. So anyway, welcome to the show. I'll say it one more time for those people that are watching. Thanks for the 360 something subscribers that we have. Just remember to like the show and share the show and that will help our ratings in YouTube and more people will hear our opinions, which is really, really cool. I like that. I like that aspect. But right now, I'm not sure what's going on because it doesn't look like we are sharing the show right now. Mm. Oh, well, um, that's the way life is. Up oh, there it is. We're live, 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 I tell you, live. We are live. And so sorry for all the technical difficulties. Really sorry for all the technical difficulties we've had. But now we are, we're past them all. So welcome, everybody. Um, and thanks for listening. So those people that are joined us, just know that if you want to hear what happened in the previous 30 minutes, <laughs> yeah, I will replace this, this live stream with the, with the, or I will supplement it with the real. So anybody in the room want to say anything um, before we get going with the stories of the week? Well, how are you feeling, Jan? Uh, you know, how was your travel and everything? All right, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, Greg, you want to introduce yourself? I know uh, you, I want people because we got a famous, we got some famous people in this room right now. Greg Baker, Greg Baker, no, baby. I'm not famous. famous I've just be. been doing this for since since seventy two. I've been doing this, so so been bouncing around, and uh, I could still hear, and my and I could throw a fader. So you know, he's the reason you have so many subscribers, cool. huh? So Ken, you want to say something? Did anybody see the article that came out about an Australian recording company that bought a lava whatever in they did a they did they did a recording in a festival called uh, the um, <clears throat> the Festival of Brass Woodstock Festival of Brass in Austria. So my first question is, how do you get a truck from from New Zealand or Australia to Austria, and why? And what kind of festival has nothing but brass bands playing? Has anybody done the Woodstock Festival of Brass? No, nope. I haven't heard of that one. Sounds like a nope, band I, of brass to me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kurt, that's an interesting background months. you have there. So no, nobody's been in the room. I don't think anybody's been to that, but that's kind of cool. How did the, how do you think that happened? Would they use a hydroplane or something like that or some drone that they got? I don't know. If they're just, uh, I mean, if they're just shipping the console, you know, I've shipped consoles to, uh, to Australia before, you know. When there were very few Midas's in Australia, you had to go ahead and ship one there. So back well, in the day. They, 
is in Lavo in Germany, which is right next door to Austria. So they could have borrowed yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they, so Kim, where, where were they taking it from? So they came from Austria or Australia? The, the production company was from Australia, but the show was in Austria. They had, to have, hmm. they had to have rented one. What year was that? This summer. Just gone? Yep. Wow. Then was it Pro Sound or one of those magazines, you know, video things that pops up all the time. Mm. I saw that the other day. It was like... Well, it's kind of interesting. It's mm. about like a giant polka festival. <laughs> a friend of mine probably went to that. <laughs> no, I've got a friend that wanders around. Uh, William Crichton, he wanders around and all those sort of things like that. But he wouldn't have been doing brass bands. He... Um, he he did the he he was doing a um he did the mid, he worked as a support act for Midnight Oil across Europe, um but he's uh, he's been over in the states doing stuff he's been down to Nashville and whatnot, and um, he's a young fella, he's half my age, he um but I haven't heard of that one. There is a pro sound company here though. Oh, there's many of them, but I don't I don't I, I don't I can't place that one. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Well, let me ask you, Ken, um, you've got a lot of acts out on the road right now, right? How many acts would you say you have out on the road right now? Got a couple back, but I probably got about 25 to 30 out. Okay. So now it seems to me whenever we turn on the news, right now this, the news is really dominated about what's going on in the Middle East. And so much so that it's 24-7 coverage. How are the how are the tours getting the word out that they're coming into the cities and selling tickets? How are they doing that? They're, they're still doing it. Yeah, it's still out there running. The tickets have been sold for a while. <laughs> I'm worried more about if we start having people, you know, protesting and stuff there, you know, because what started the whole thing is, is a music festival in South South Israel and killed was it a bunch of people at the festival. Yeah. That is the saddest part. I mean, there's so many sad parts about that. But as I as I was saying to you know somebody in I say it to everybody, the saddest part for me is that that's our business. That was our, you know, that's what we do. And of course, coming from Las Vegas, I, I and I was there for Route 91, it was it, it it's a it's a heartbreak that that happens at a music festival, especially one for peace and love, but still nonetheless, it's still a it's it's still the fact that it happened at a, a a musical event. And of course, when they show those pictures, they show the PA system, you know, stacked on the ground. And yeah. it, it's just a horrible. Was there horrible. any news yet about the what became of the crew? No, I haven't no, heard please. any. I, I was I was trying to, you know, I always look for it to but uh, no, I mean, just because it's all overshadowed by just the brutality of oh, it all. Right. I mean, only only we would want to know that, but still. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, basically, parents are now being urged to delete or temporarily disable their children's social media apps to prevent them from seeing all of this. And I think that's a smart idea. What do you guys think? Well, 
you know. And I don't think, I think, I think we should shield our kids. I think we, I I mean, I don't have any kids, but I think we should shield them from that. You know, uh, to me, I'm here in Thailand right now. And uh, there, I I had no idea how many Thai people were in Israel until I came back here. But boy, the name of the show is Jet Lagged. And I am telling you, I have never been so jet lagged as I've been for the last, uh, the last uh, 24 hours. It's been horrible. It was horrible. Did you sleep on the plane, or Jan? I slept ten hours on the plane. I slept ten hours. The flight from the flight from LAX to uh, Hong Kong is fifteen and a half hours, and I slept for ten of those hours. And even though I was exhausted by the time I got back to Thailand, because basically I was very lucky. I got a flight from Las Vegas to LAX. And that that was really quick, except for the fact that they were having a paperwork snafu on the plane and they couldn't take off. It had something to do about the balance of the weight, but they said that it was uh, only a paperwork thing. So, I mean, you know, I have to believe them, I guess, you know, nobody else seemed to be nervous. If you don't get, if you don't punch in the right weight numbers into the plane, into the flight computer, you, that's yeah, that's and it, a bad way to fly. <laughs> anyway, it took them. I took them about an hour. We were sitting on the plane, and it took them about an hour to figure it out. And then we took off, and it was a beautiful flight from Las Vegas to to. Uh, it was a beautiful flight from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. So now we're really late. We're an hour late, and there's a lot of people that have got to be uh, in a, on catch another another plane right so they make an announcement on the plane they said ladies and gentlemen we are really late and there are people that have to get to their next flight within an hour so if you have one of those flights please get up right away and get out of the plane and the rest of us please sit down and let the people who have to get off the plane get off the plane first so they can make their their connections right and they made that announcement three times and then they turned off the seatbelt sign and everybody got up at the same time. (laughs) Nobody gave a shit about anybody else, you know? So anyway, uh, it turns out that LAX has built a terminal from American Airlines to Tom Bradley, which is the international terminal. And it was really simple to get there. And we didn't have to go through security again. Normally you'd have to go through security when you change planes, but because they built this tunnel, they've let people go through. And here's the most amazing thing. When I got to Hong Kong, they had the same situation where I did not have to go through security another time, which I was Mm -hmm. really shocked about. Normally when you get off a plane and an international transfer, they make you go through security another time, but I didn't have to go through security another time. And and then the plane was 15 hours. So it was really, it was like the perfect timing. I couldn't have had better timing from connecting flights where the most I ever stayed in in, in the airport was like about two and a half hours. And that was really uh, Cathay? good. And Cathay Pacific, Cathay Pacific, yeah. American American Airlines to, uh, to um, from Las Vegas to uh, Los Angeles, uh, Cathay Pacific, Los Angeles to Hong Kong. And Hong Kong to Phuket, Cathay Pacific. Oh no, you're going. No, to- no. Okay. Went direct. It could. I couldn't have gotten a better flight, and I couldn't have gotten luckier on that on on the flight because I was looking for flights, looking for flights, looking for flights. Couldn't find anything. Uh, 
the best thing I could find was going to Doha, which is going in the, and you know, I'd go Boston, Doha, Doha, Phuket, which is really the wrong direction for me. Plus who wants to fly over the Middle East at this point in time? And, but there I was, I found the flight. So Kenny was in what, Las Vegas and he said, well, look, I'm leaving tomorrow, which was Sunday. Uh, if you need a ride, I'll give you a ride. And so I was looking for flights from Los Angeles to Phuket on Cathay Pacific. And I found this great flight. But while I'm on hold, while I'm on hold, I typed in one of my point carriers, which is Chase, Chase Bank. And I found the same flight with the Las Vegas connection in it for the same price. And while I was on hold, the the agent finally comes on and I say, hey, I just found this other flight on Chase. He's, well, she, she says, book it and I'll give you the seats. So I booked it and they gave me the seats. It was, um, it was like basically <laughs> amazingly lucky. Amazing. A yeah. travel miracle. Yeah. A travel <laughs> miracle. I'll put that, you know, that's right. A travel miracle. I shouldn't have called, now I have a new name for the show, a travel miracle. Oh, that's it. <laughs> Instead of jet lagged. Uh, you know, I like that much better. Thanks, Mr. Newman. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I am jet lagged, but now I'm feeling good because I slept all night. I couldn't work yesterday, so I, I slept all night. Anyway, uh, what else is going on? Let's see. Oh, by the way, uh, Rudolph Isley, one of the founding members of the R&B group Isley Brothers, he passed away. He was 84. May he rest in peace. I didn't realize he did the song Love the One You're With. Mm. And I wonder if anyone knows if that's the same song that Dave Mason recorded. Well, wait. Stephen Stills, also. Yeah. Right? But wait, uh, yeah. d d wait. So are you saying Isley wrote it? It says uh, the the Isley Brothers endured success with songs like "Love the One You're With" and "Testify." Probably different song, same name. So if somebody wants to Google whether they wrote it or not, I don't know. But uh, anyway, uh, may he rest in peace. And then someone else passed away, uh, Suzanne Summers. And she passed away. Uh, she was 76. And, and I actually got a chance to work with Suzanne Summer. Did you know that she was married to a Alan Hamill? Does anybody know who even Am Am Alan Hamill is? Uh, he well, was Alan uh, Hamill. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go, 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 Rick. You probably have. Go ahead. No, Alan Hamill was an actor, but he wasn't he representing in, in Los Angeles, uh, Ralph Supermarkets. Wasn't he the spokesman for, for Ralph Supermarkets down there? I guess that was his claim to fame, you know, uh, you know, Mr. Ralph's. Um, but they went on to develop I have an interesting all those TV products, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the thigh master. I still use mine every day. Um, she was a close personal friend of Barry Manilow's too, by the way, Jen. Yep. So I have an interesting story about Suzanne Summers and Alan Hamill. Uh, so I was doing a show for the American Cancer Society of Beverly Hills. And we were at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And it was one of those, but you know, the benefit show. And Suzanne, and we booked, we booked Peter Marshall. Um, and uh, who else did we book? Uh, oh, I forgot. Um, Robert Guillaume. Robert Guillaume. He was also a singer as well as an actor. And Suzanne Summers. 
and Suzanne Summers was the headline. And so I, I, when we were coordinating the show, I'm talking with Alan Hamill, and I said, look, the best slot for one of these shows, you know, because it's a gray-haired thing where they go eat, they eat rubber chicken, and then, uh, you know, they, we put on entertainment. And I said to him, well, the best slot is the middle slot, and you should go in on the middle slot. And he said, she's a headliner. She goes as the headliner. We close the show. And I said, I'm telling you, you'd be much better off doing the middle set because people will still be there. He says, you don't know what you're talking about. Now, I mean, at this point in time, I had maybe done 25, 30 shows that I produced for various charities in the Los Angeles area. And I knew for sure that people are not there to see the entertainment. They are there to donate to their charity. It's all, you know, a very closed knit situation. And uh, so he said, no, she's a headliner. She goes on at the end. And I said, all right. I don't say I didn't tell you. Anyway, sure enough, you know, Peter Marshall goes on first. Robbie Guillaume goes on first, you know, goes on second. And he's really good. I mean, they're both really, really good. They're doing a great job. But people start walking out. By the time Suzanne Summer got on, there must have been about 20 people left. You know? <laughs> so they, let me guess, you believe- were right. I was right, but guess what? They were mad at me. They were mad at me, uh, you know? And I said, what the hell? How can you be mad at me? I told you you should go on in the middle, you know? So anyway, uh, but uh, anyway, she was a very nice lady. Suzanne was very nice. May she rest in peace. So Kurt, in your honor, in your honor, I want to do just one more story for the sphere. No. Can't wait for someone to build something else so we don't have to hear about okay. the future anymore. Well, you don't have to worry about it. My my, you know, it's it's this is an opinion show, but the way it's going, I'm I'm guessing that they're gonna be bankrupt shortly enough. Wait, you know, but Jan, can, for a chapter can, I, can, I, can I tell everybody what I found out about the about the sphere? Why can't you just remember it's an opinion and everything you hear, do your own research. So yes, go ahead. Tell us your opinion. Let me see if I can. Okay, so I heard this from a, uh, an informed source. You know how we're all talking about how the PA is behind the performers and it's kind of like 100 feet behind the performers and that's kind of bad sounding for the performers on stage? Well, I heard from one guy who works there that maybe his opinion is that he heard that there's a, um, there's a way that they could take out a section of the wall, like uh, 80 feet wall or something. And then they can put the stage back inside the the video wall instead of in front of the video wall. So now you've just got the PA above you instead of behind you. So that's a big difference, if you ask me. If that's really true, that'll be really different and really cool. It's also flat on the bottom. It's not really a sphere. Well, sure. <laughs> How do you know? There and might it be doesn't a basement, rotate. Kurt. What? There might be a basement. Yeah, there's always a basement. Yeah. Yeah. And we're wrapping it. It's hard to build basements. They don't usually build basements in Las Vegas because of the caliche. But I'm sure that with all the equipment that they built and what they did of all the way they've they've uh, displaced the earth, I have a feeling that they might be able to put in a basement. I hear they have a, a large parking structure as well for people, but they charge 120 something bucks for every car. Is it is it below ground? 
You were the one who told me about the parking structure. No, I think it was Michael Havoc. <laughs> I think it was Michael Havoc. But, but, but I wonder if they, they probably did go into the ground significantly just to put support equipment under underground, really. Yeah. The other thing I heard about it was that they need so much. Well, hold on. There's some reason I forget what the reason was about the expansion and contraction of the metals that that built make up the building, that they can only have a 20 degree variance in the climate inside the building. Otherwise, something will fail. And so, in order to maintain that 20 degree variance, uh, they are connected to three different power stations, and so they're getting power from three different like grids or whatever it's called, yeah. you know, so that they can make sure they have air conditioning all the time to keep that place at the right temperature. And that's a lot of electricity. So wait, if it's 110 would... out, it can only be 90 inside? No, they have to be within that 20 degree window, which I think is probably uh, uh, 50 to 70 or something. Oh, not like 20 that. degrees relative to outside. Right. No, right. no, just a 20 degree window. 20, yeah, okay. he said From inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. metal contracts, metal contracts, and uh, when it when it when it gets cold and it expands when it gets hot. And Las Vegas desert, I mean that 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 amount of heat that's hitting the outside of the building in the dead of summer could be 120, 130 degrees. And it's amazing that they've been able to figure the that out with as far as the tiles that are on the outside of the building, those LED tiles. And the other thing I was thinking about is that when you buy when you buy LED, historically speaking, every lot is different. Every lot is a, is a different batch of, of LEDs and you have to match the lots. So what's going to happen when they start replacing the lots uh, uh, of the LED panels and how are they going to get on outside of the building in the dead of heat of summer to change those panels? Oh, look, there's David. David, where are you at? Hotel oh, California. Yeah, right. Once you you can come in, but you can never leave. That's he's it. on a plane. He can't be hey, hey, if he's on a plane. Me? Are you on a plane? Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Can you hear yep. me? Yep. Yeah, I'm on a plane. Oh, how cool plane. is that? We just, we just landed in Nashville, and I stay on the same plane to go to Pensacola. So they just emptied out all the passengers, and now I just moved up further because it's southwest. And I'm going to get my bags up overhead, and then I can talk. <laughs> well, congratulations. I'm... All right. That's it. I'm back. Yeah, so there you go, and you're with Hotel California right now. Yeah, well, I will be. They're paying me today, so yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, two weeks in yeah. Florida. So when are you coming to the villages again, David? Um, let me look it up. Because I'll pop up and see you. That's about an hour away from me. Let's see. Boy, David gets to see everybody in person. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, while David's doing that, I just want to say one more thing. We're going to post a link in the chat about this guy named Willie Williams. Willie Williams has been YouTube's designer, uh, visual designer, um, ever since the beginning. And he's the one who designed all of the video that's in the uh, YouTube show. So if you're interested in seeing 
uh, that interview. It's a question and answer in, in, interview um, from, I believe it's live design online. And so we'll throw that link into the chat. As a matter of fact, I think I might even throw it into uh, the YouTube chat as well, if I can. Uh, All right, so, Tina, are you throwing uh, uh, the links into the into YouTube as well? Uh, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. You want All me right, to if you could throw that on that particular and yeah. the, the sphere will uh, the visual guru link. Yes, throw that okay. into the chat. You could throw that into the chat here in case anybody's interested. Okay, David, take it away. So I'm in uh, Weirs, Weirs, Weirsville, W I E R S, Weirsdale at the Orange Blossom Opry, which is right outside, like a, a half a mile outside of the villages on the 24th. Okay. And the 24th and the 25th. 24th and the 25th. So that's next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, baby. Come on down. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure out. Uh, uh, it'll probably be the 24th, actually. That's uh, next Tuesday. So. Do you have my information? You got my number? Email? No. Any of that? No. I'll well, don't put it out. Then... Don't put it out live. Uh, just uh, I'll make sure that Greg gets it. Okay. Greg, I will make sure that you get it. I'll... Yeah. Well, he's on yeah. the plane. That's going to be on. That's going to be uncomfortable for him on a little phone like that to do that. So I'll take care of that. I mean, and yeah, to... privately to, to Greg. Yeah, I'll do that. As a matter of fact, Greg, I could I could either text you or send you a yeah. private message yeah, on the chat. Probably that, better yeah. that I text you on your cell phone. So that's yeah. what we'll do. All right. All right. So Cool. So Dave, you're making a ton of money this year. You're making a ton of money. And I just wanted to let you know that in, if you don't have an accountant, because I know that Roger uh, passed away this year and, and may he rest in peace. Uh, the IRS, it's building its own tax-free filing system this year. So if it's successful, uh, it would serve as an alternative to private tax preparation like HR Block or Intuit's TurboTax. Uh, so you could Google that if you want. Um, and that is something that's a tip of the day uh, that IRS is now uh, offering you their own tax advice. Uh, you know, I'm here with the IRS and I'm here to help you. And I'm sure Those... it's going to work in your favor when it's, when it's coming. Yeah, from I'm, your, I'm here to help you. The IRS. Yeah, I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I'm here to help you. I'm your, we're your friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that deduction for traveling. I forgot about out-of-town per diem allotments. Yeah. Oh, and those eBay sales didn't count because they were out of state. I understand that. <laughs> so anyway, that's going on. Anybody watch Netflix? Anybody watch The Crown? Well, their final season gets the release date. The Crown is going to be... Uh, um, Watch part one from November 16th, part two from December 1st. So I don't know what that means, but The Crown, it's one of their biggest shows. And so they have a new season coming out on The Crown if you watch it. It's the fifth. Um, yes. Yep. It's uh, like the, the final, other... fifth and final season. Yep. I haven't watched it, but I, I guess it's about, I guess it's about the, the queen of England, the king and queen of England. Is that correct? Yes, the royal family. It's really well done. Really well done. Yeah, and I heard Harry might be moving back to uh, to England. I found that uh, I just read an article that he he's that somehow they found that he's buying a house there. 
you would think that with all the properties though the royal family has, he would you know he could probably you know get a good deal on rent. Yeah, they might actually match it up with that. You know, they they just owned him. They took away his royal title, so they got to do a whole thing to take him back. Well, you know what can I say? What can I say? Good luck, Harry. You know, I don't think he needs luck. You know, he's got two kids already. You know, I'm I'm impressed. You know, he's a fast worker. You know, hey Ken, is uh, Kirk your system engineer today? Uh oh, look at that background. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Ken, Kirk, you're impressive. I was just noticing. I was just noticing that he took a picture while I wasn't there or something. That's pretty great. Pretty great, Kurt. He, he's fast, man. He's fast. Guy. That's good. I'm yeah, tired of watching cool. you work so hard. <laughs> well, actually, your 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 blue screen, your blue screen, your green screen, whatever it is, looks pretty damn good. You know, how are you doing the background? Are you do you have a green screen, or are you just using the uh, the the uh, the actual background in Zoom? Oh, I just screen capped Ken's background when he stepped out of the frame for a second. No, but are you using Zoom or do you have a green screen behind you? Just Zoom. You have to say that again. Just Zoom. I don't have any backlight though behind me. I turned it all off. Oh, okay. That's that. Uh, as long as you don't move, if you keep your head straight, then you can't tell that it's a it's a green screen. Fake, uh, yeah. But if, once you move, then you could see it. Yeah. But, see, uh, Kenny can move all he wants, and you the the background doesn't change. But when you but, move, it changes. But I, I'm really surprised to see you in front of a digital console, there, Kurt. That's a shame oh, on you. I have my back turned to it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I own lots of digital consoles, Ken. You know that. Yeah, he's got some SD12s too. My, I know uh, for sure. Why is my uh, spacebar not working? I guess I don't have it set up in this computer. Anyway, uh, yeah, but it wouldn't be your first choice. I have a feeling. No. Hey, have you uh, ever had uh, you know? Ken, have you ever been mixing and had bet uh, sit in since they go back so far? I'm sorry. Have what's happened? Had bet Midler sit in. Oh no, no, they're not friends anymore. I don't think. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think they're that that close. Closest thing would be Lorna Luft. You know who that is? Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, like Liza's half sister. Right. He's friends with her and stuff, so she's open for him. But that's about it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Too bad, huh? Must always wondered. Well, that's Judy Garland's uh, uh, stepdaughter, right? Uh, Judy Garland's daughter with another husband, Vincent Minnelli. Well, you know, hey, I think that's what it is. But, you know, remember, do your own research. This is an opinion. What do I know? You know, well, you know what I do know is Disneyland is raising their prices again in California. Uh, what a shock. What a shock. So I tell you. Disney a shock. World. Uh, Disneyland Disney is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, did Disney buy HBO Max? No, Something's going on with HBO Max, Discovery, but I'm not sure whether Disney bought it or somebody's buying them. Yeah. Now, does anybody in the room other than Kenny and, uh, Kenny and myself use Plex? Have you guys heard of Plex? Oh, my God. You haven't? 
Well, well, I've known about it for years, but I've never used it until Kenny told me about it. Um, and then it's really, it's a great way to share, great, great way to share your movie library with yourself so that when you travel or when you're at a hotel or when you want to be in another room and want to watch something, it's, a, it's basically your own media server. And because it's your media server, you could have your family tap into it you could give it to your friends and it's all meteor sharing and it's all legal and it's beautiful and it's a wonderful thing. And uh, uh, Kenny, I want to thank you. It's uh, was, it was really great. By the way, I saw the movie on the plane. Now I know that Kenny was telling me this and have you seen uh, hello God, it's me, Margaret is I think that's what it was called. Is it, was that the name of the movie? So I listened to your oh, advice God, and yeah. I watched you it. watch that movie. I watched it on the plane. Uh, you probably hated it, huh? No, I actually thought it was really good. You know, uh, Rachel McAdams, I just think she's like, you know, hot as can be. And, you know, she was like, you know, the uh, the YMPA of, uh, of, of that movie. And, uh, but basically it, it's a great movie. It's a, it, I thought it was a, I thought it had a very deep meaning and it was um it was enjoyable to watch it was it was you know who was really good uh what's the what's the mother's name sally bates is that her name kathy bates kathy, kathy. i mean she was very good in that movie kathy really good I, I would be i would be surprised if she doesn't Correct. get nominated she, be, yeah. she was very believable in that movie as the grandmother so anyway i would say if you're interested in a movie about uh about a life of a little girl growing up and going through maturity and religion, then this is a great movie. Uh, if you're not interested in that, the movie sucks. <laughs> it, really, it, really, it really hit home for me, Jan. I don't know if you I told you, but my, my parents, my mother was Jewish and my father was not Jewish. And so my mother's family disowned her. So it's, it was sort of reversed in the movie, but uh, yes. sort of the same thing. Family that disowned the Jewish family, right? Wasn't or was I forget? Anyway, yeah. Um, basically, the, so the, well, the, the, well, the, the, girl the, never, the, the little girl had never met her. She never met her grandparents. Right. That's like me. I never met my my grandparents because they were disowned. My mother was disowned. You know. Yeah, that's basically what the the whole plot was. Is that Rachel McAdams? She was she was a, a Catholic, and the, and the husband I don't remember the guy's name in the movie, but he was Jewish, and so they so basically when she married, and I went through that with Kate. Uh, you know, uh, if you remember Kate Kenny, I went went through that. Her family really uh, said, you know, we disown you as well if you're going to be with him. And so uh, basically, <laughs> but uh, that marriage is over. So she's back with her family. And now she disowns me completely. She doesn't even admit she ever knew me, which is a good thing. You know, I'm glad that she feels that way about me. Uh, but the reality is, is that, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting movie with a lot of good character and great acting. And it does have a plot line, which you could probably relate to, even if you can't relate to it. There you have it. So whatever. Um, what else can we talk about? So uh, if you guys, if anybody in this room, um, let's see, the government wants to recall 52 million airbags over concern they could potentially explode in a crash. However, the companies that put them in the car argue a broad recall will be simply unprecedented. And so there's only seven isolated incidents. So if you're interested in that, we'll put a link in the show notes as well about which cars are affected. So if you want to, uh, if you want to look into your airbag, go ahead and do that. 
Um, here's another interesting story that I'd like to bring up. Amazon, the U.S. government, and 17 states are suing Amazon in a landmark monopoly case, reflecting the years of allegations that the e-commerce giant abused its economic dominance and and harmed fair competition. Now, the lawsuit by the Federal Trade Commission alleges that Amazon unfairly promotes its own platform and services like Prime at the expense of third-party sellers who rely on the company's e-commerce marketplace for distribution. Now, what I under now now do you guys understand that story at all? Or do I need to clear that up? Uh, yeah, uh, it doesn't affect me, so I've moved on from it. So. Yeah. So I'll tell you what happened. So Amazon created this store, you know, it wasn't there before Amazon and they built up this beautiful store. So what happens is, is that Amazon choice or Amazon picks are usually at the top of when you do a search for something that you're looking for, the Amazon picks are usually at the top, right? But you don't have to buy the Amazon picks. You can pick whatever you want. So what Amazon has historically been doing, they monitor all sales. So if they see, I'll give you one example in specific. I have a friend who was importing hammocks from Bali. You know, she was importing the hammocks from Bali and she was selling them. Well, it turns out that they didn't have any hammocks on Amazon uh, except for hers and a few other small vendors. And her hammocks started selling like crazy and she was making a ton of money. And so what Amazon did was Amazon introduced their own hammock. And instead of her being the top listing now, Amazon had their listing above hers. And she noticed that from the time that Amazon listed their hammocks on the site, compared to what it used to be was her sales dropped by 50%. And then they dropped by 60%. And then they dropped by 70% because Amazon was above her. And so that's what this lawsuit's all about. So if Amazon finds a competitor that is doing well, they introduce their own item and market it above that item that was selling. Basically stifling. But it's Amazon.com. Amazon Why can't they do that? Well, I understand. That's website. the point. Yeah. That's, that's exactly right. That's exactly what I feel too. But there are people that feel it's just like the Apple store, you know? There was no app store before the Apple, the Apple created it. And now people are saying, well, we want more money out of that because it's, you know, because we deserve more money and Apple's got a monopoly on it. Well, so don't, sell don't your, your app, app somewhere else. Yeah, sell but the reality app. is with your website. But, but with the reality of Apple is, is Apple is saying, no, you can't sell, you can't, you, we can't let people download any app. Otherwise, <laughs> it'll, it'll destroy the integrity of our operating system. Because if the way we do it right now, there's no way that anybody, um, a mischievous, mischievous actor could go in and supplant some sort of um, uh, virus into the phone system or copy data or whatever. But to that so, point, yeah, Tesla is making their own app store. You know, so if you own, a, if you have a Starlink or if you own a Tesla, there's going to be an app store. So uh, I don't know what you're going to be able to buy on it, but, you know, um, <laughs> you're still adding to the background, aren't you, Kurt? <laughs> yep. Well, I'm jealous of Jan. He got to be in the booth with Ken. 
Oh, that's good. That's very, very good. That's excellent. Where is Kenny, by the way? Kenny's in Las Vegas. Oh, I thought you. What's today? Wednesday. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Uh, today's Wednesday. It's now six oh nine. We're running. We we ran a little bit late. I was having some technical difficulty getting the show live, and so now it's up and running. Uh, so we'll stay a little bit longer in the room. Um, yeah. Has anybody? Has anybody? Um, let's see. Well, let me tell you. I saw the Taylor Swift movie this week. Oh, good. Yeah, it? uh, it's pretty amazing. She is. A force. She doesn't, you know how Mick Jagger never stops moving? Neither does she. She is all over all of those stages at any moment. She never stops. It's so impressive. And she's just has a great time out there. And the people have a great time watching her show. So she doesn't leave the stage for like five minutes for a costume change or anything? Yeah, yeah, she definitely does. But even then, she's still moving. She's moving even faster when she's doing a costume change than she is when she's actually performing. So, David, tell us a little bit about the stage dive. What do you know about that? The stage dive? Well, she's got all of these doors and platforms that move up and down, especially in the center section, where they're constantly being used during the show. She's probably on them 15, 20 times with, without dancers, with, without singers. Move, walk. They're in the, in the shape of steps, so she can walk up. Or there's up, down, up, down, up, down, with singers in the middle. It's like all over the place. And at some point, she, it's time for a costume change. You know, this is her Eras E R A S tour, and she's got like eight or nine albums that came out. So there's eight or nine eras, and it comes with a title of each era. And you know, she's moving to something else, and she's got a different costume on. Well, at the end of one of the eras, she's standing there, and the next thing you know, she just dives and disappears because the platform opened up with a big cushion on it, and she's gone. And then she appears again right there. She doesn't go all the way back to the stage. She appears again right there in a new costume. But she definitely just disappears. It's very cool. You don't expect well, doesn't it, it look like I... she's swimming? Doesn't it look like she's swimming under the stage when she dives into the stage? Well, that's, that's the video of her swimming all the way back to the stage. You know, the whole stage is a video screen. So they can put on it what they want. So they have her, you know, a a visual, a video of her swimming back to the stage. Meanwhile, she's underneath where she dives and she's changing. So. Yeah. So basically that, from my understanding, what that is, is it's a dolly. She dives in onto this mattress. It looks like she's diving into the water, but it's actually, she's diving into, she lands on this uh, mattress or a cushion and while, and it's on a dolly that takes it to the other end of the stage. And while it's moving, she's changing her clothes, but it looks like she's swimming. Well, the th- that would be possible, except she appeared in the same part of the stage again. So I don't know if that's true or not, because... All of a sudden, there she was at the same end of the, uh, the audience end of the stage. So, and now remember, they did the show was about a half hour. Of the show was cut out for the for the film. So there might have been something different, but I don't think so. I think she went down into the hole, and then she appeared down up by the hole. So, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised well, if there were dollies to get her around, but I don't know if they used it then. Yeah, the the. 
Uh, I just lost my train of thought on that. Um, was I going to say? Oh, well, it comes it, uh, as my, my mom used Claire to say. Global. If you Claire Goble's doing both uh, did the Eras tour and and Beyonce's tour, and that's impressive. Yeah, who is it? Eighth day, Claire. Oh, yep. Eighth day? Did you say eighth day? Yeah, but he's doing the sound. Is owned by Claire. It is now. Yeah, that's good. But hey, you just gave me a lead. Hello, Jack. If you're listening, you'll be getting a call from me about Singapore. Okay, there you go. All right. So because I was thinking about that, how they're going to be transporting this stage and they've got two stages I heard that they built. And so, uh, I mean, that's going to be a pretty interesting logistics situation to get those stages overseas because she's doing an international leg of her tour. Well, just like Metallica did. Sea changers. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure it's good. I mean, that movie, by the way, her movie has surpassed the uh, box office. I heard that it cost her $20 million to produce it. She did it herself, cost her $20 million to produce it. And on the first weekend already, both domestically and internationally, they brought back $150 million. That is a good, that is a good return on your investment. And she gets 67% of the gate. Oh, she gets 60% of the money. gate. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the theater owners get 15%, and then AMC gets the rest. But doesn't AMC own the theaters? Yeah, not all of them. They're going to be coming out in Regal and everybody else, too. It's just right now, it's only uh, AMC. Yeah. Well, I, I'm i sure it's here, and I know Bo wants to go see the movie, so maybe today I will take her to oh, see yeah. it, because I want to see it, too. Although, one of my friends took his girlfriend here in Thailand to see it in Bangkok, and he basically, because actually, he had saw, saw the pictures that I uh, that I had, I sent him a picture of me at Manilow's show, and he, he, he uh, called me and said, I wish I was at Manilow instead, uh, you know, so if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, I it might be two hours of uh, of of more than you want to handle in a movie theater. Yeah, almost three hours, first of all. Yeah. Also, the other thing is, is that I hear that there's a whole controversy right now of whether it's okay to get up and dance during the movie. Well, what they, what they did was, I saw it in the IMAX, first of all. So uh, anybody who wanted to dance went off to the sides and was dancing off to the side. But there were plenty of Did you see a lot dancing. of people dancing? About 30, 40. That's mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah, they, they stood up and immediately went off to the side, like courtesy. It was very cool. Yeah, very, very cool. Very, very I mean, cool. it's well, Taylor Swift. Her songs all sound the same. She That's exactly what range. he said to me. That's exactly they what do. he said to me. It sounded like that it was like one song. They all sounded the same to him. Right, except Shake It Off, which was completely different. But other than that, they all sound the same. But it doesn't matter. They love her. Now, you will yeah. get bored because it's really long. But you'll look at the costume changes, you'll look at the production values. She's great to look at anyway. So you'll enjoy it for what it is. But at some point you'll be saying, boy, this is a long movie. <laughs> well, I'll be, I will be looking at it from the production value. That's for I sure. That. I will be looking for from it from production value. Absolutely, um, I was too. And you're still gonna say this is a long movie. <laughs> yeah. 
How how was anyway. the sound? What did they use, make use? Was it Atmos, David? No, I couldn't get into the Atmos theater, so I had to see it in oh. IMAX. So you know, oh, I had I good fidelity. Well, the sound in IMAX is phenomenal. You can't complain about the, the IMAX sound. sound. No, sound in IMAX was excellent, but Atmos is even better. So yeah. I couldn't get into Atmos, but the screen on the, uh, IMAX is phenomenal, and that's you know, I had great seats, center. Center and center, and uh, it's great. It's a it's a fun movie to see. I don't know how loud I have to speak for you to hear. No, no, you 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 you. It's 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 fine. Well, we're we're coming to the end of the show anyway. So, um, at this point in time, is there anybody that has anything that they want to say? Uh, let me just do one more, one more quick story. In case you didn't know it, Target is going to start shutting down a bunch of stores. And Kurt, you're going to be affected because they're closing two locations in Seattle, evidently three in Portland and three in San Francisco and Oakland. And basically they're just getting, they're getting robbed like crazy. I mean, they're getting shoplifting is off the hook. And one reason the police uh, believe that the retail theft is surging is the fact that- criminal justice law reforms and policies, grand theft and the law that covers shoplifting is a crime that judges can no longer uh, jail a person or even require bail, no matter how how much they steal or this, and no matter how many times the same individual is caught. That's crazy. Yeah, they're so basically, cards. go in and steal. No, no. I mean, it's crazy. They're posting undercover, they have to, undercover cops thought, here in stores now. I thought they had to steal over. I thought they had to steal over nine hundred dollars for it to become a felony, and before that, it's a misdemeanor. And that changes. Well, according everything. to this, it's a crime that judges could no longer jail a person, even require bail, no matter how many times the same individual is caught. We'll throw the link in the chat. What is that noise? Is that you, David? Yeah, let me mute. I just did it. I just muted you. Yeah, that's uh, that was the pilot making announcement. Who listens to those announcements anyway? As I told you, they said, hey, you know, people need to catch another plane. So sit down until, uh, you know, let those people off the plane and nobody listened to it at all. So, you know, hey, and I don't get it. You know, why do they play those announcements? I mean, is there, you know, I think they should say, is this the, everybody, please, please, uh, you know, raise your hand if this is the first time you've ever flown, you know? Uh, but other than that, I mean, I've heard that announcement for years and years and years of what to do you know, in the event of a water landing, you know, um, it's, it's crazy, you know? So, I mean, I think when you book the ticket, you should, there should be a box that you check or let the agent who's taking it saying, how many times have you flown? More than 10? Good. Okay. We know if everybody on the plane is flying more than 10 times then we don't need to play the announcement, you know? So, but they do. They no longer, though, have the stewardess on some planes where they actually have the, the life vest on and they're buckling the seatbelt and all that stuff. You know, it's like, who doesn't know that now? Anyway, just a little rant. Well, lawyers um, and liability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know. Yeah, but you'd be surprised hey. about when an emergency does happen, what people, they forget about all that. And, you know, they're going to be going in uh, 
oh, wait a minute, I got to get my, my luggage in the, uh, in the overhead bin, uh, you know, craziness, so. Yeah, I don't know, I have, a, I have this idiosyncrasy that I won't take my shoes off until the plane takes off, you know, until we're in the air, but you, know, you see people taking their shoes off like right away. Um, when do you take your shoes off? Me? Flying? It depends on how long the flight is. I mean, if I if you did, did you take your shoes off from Las uh, uh, Las Vegas to LAX? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I heard there was a shoe thief on the plane. That's why I didn't do it. I didn't want anybody to steal my shoes. All right, let's open it up. Who wants to say something that we haven't covered yet? And uh, and then we'll we'll call this a quits uh, for the day on the social media. And just remember, there'll be two there'll be two uh, social media videos out. One before we started recording to live, and then once once we were streaming. So you'll see them both if you want, or maybe not. Hey, Kurt, I don't know. Kurt, yeah. have you used your twenty one hundred yet? Nope. Probably pretty soon, though. Oh, man. I'm dying to hear hear what you think about them. Well, we only got six, but we'll, there'll be 18 total um, in the next month or so. Cool. All right. Jealous as hell. Wayne, is there anything you want to say? You've been pretty quiet. Oh, no, I've just been listening. It's been very good listening today. So I will ask, um, David, where, what, where, what part of the world are you in? Where did he go? He's in Nashville, heading to Florida. Oh, what do you? That's right. And and Ken, and you're you, still doing Ken uh, Kenny Newman. You're still doing it. I looked it up, and um, Barry Manilow is doing quite a run. At, yeah, uh, actually, we're we're here in Vegas this weekend, and then we come back the fall. Well, maybe a couple of weeks later or something, because we're filming the Christmas show for TV. So oh, uh, the like the the first of November is a filming day. And uh, we'll be setting up our Christmas show with all the snow on the stage and everything, and Christmas trees and all that, and singing. All Christmas. that stuff. But he's done. But the public Christmas shows don't happen until like the latter part of November, right after Thanksgiving. Oh, what do you? Actually, what's the couple? Be able to see, see our show on NBC in uh, something. Yeah. Wow. I, so I miss... you're going to be there uh, during uh, uh, F1 weekend. You know, they've canceled, they had, we had shows planned for that weekend and they canceled them because it's going to be so nuts. Didn't sell very many tickets. Uh, so are they bringing a truck in and you give them stems or something or is it um, another? Uh, yeah, they're bringing in a, a truck and they're going to take uh, Maddie streams, two Maddie streams and uh, 13 analog feeds also because I don't have those in the ST racks. Those input. So will some of what it's makes it hair be, be your submixes or no? No, no, it's all just inputs. The guy that the guy that does the is like Manolo's TV guy has done his TV and live recordings many many times. So he's totally like fine with starting with starting from scratch. So the only thing I'll have to do with it is my mic preamps are feeding him. You know. How are they going to supplement the lighting where you are? How are they going to supplement the lighting? That is a good question. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard that they're doing something, but I don't know what it is. Is that yeah, a... I look in the background and I see the park cans. I haven't seen a park can in a long time <laughs> right. in use. Yeah, there's... Oh, yeah, look at that. There are definitely park cans. Well, I, I know... I heard 
a rumor that the lighting guy, our, you know, Barry's lighting guy, was came to Vegas like yesterday, I think, to preset some looks or something. Maybe that's why those bar cans are so visible. They're not usually visible like that, but that's funny. Is that an original Blazon on our meter bridge, or is that uh, a newer one? It's a Clearcom. Old school, the thin one? Clear, uh, I don't know. It's the only one I've ever had. It's an FL1 call signal flasher. So like for those this. who are not in the industry, that basically tells that tells Kenny there's an orange light that will blink, and that's his direct communication to the monitor engineer who is backstage. So if they need to talk during the show, that orange light flashes, and Kenny goes on the intercom, and he's able to talk to his monitor engineer and vice versa, so they could coordinate balancing the sound or Hello. anything that he, you want. You know. Some pizza? What is that? Yeah, pepperoni? No, we have pepperoni. <laughs> you know, I bought the red ones because I love the questions I get from people in the audience. Yeah, the red one's good. When I used to have a red one from Delicate, and people definitely ask questions about that. Yeah, it's evacuation time. We must evacuate. You yeah. know, that's it. Anyway, listen. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, go, go, Wayne. Go, go, Wayne. Well, I, was, go. I was just, I was go, just going to ask. Go. Go, Wayne, I was just going to ask a question. Did the, did, do you know where your um, koala came from in Australia? Yes, I do. I do because I was there when I was there when they gave it to him. Hold on, Ken, you got to talk so that we could see you, but I could pin you. Show it up again. I'll pin it up. Okay, here it is. See, it says Bumbuzz. Bum uh, I don't know if that's forwards or backwards where you are, but uh, yeah, I wonder it's, what, right. it's correct. And it's what uh, part of the. Okay, so the woman the was from Sydney the and the other one was from Brisbane. Oh, they okay. the two women. That. One was from that. Sydney and one Brisbane. And, she, and I don't know if you noticed this, Jan, but she put a nice card. This was the card that was strapped to the koala's uh, chest. It says, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for everything you do. The world is a much better place because of people like you. With warmest wishes from Debbie and Shane X. And it's got a picture. Uh, that's the card. And it's got a koala and uh, a, some other Australian things on it. Yeah, very good. Well, that's very cool. Wagon. That was, you know, because that, was, that wasn't just handwritten. That was done before they got there. So they knew that they were going to give it to us. Uh, but uh, they gave it to you instead of me. I can't believe it. And I was just standing like that. <laughs> right. It to me. Very good. But anyway, <laughs> it's good. It's really cool. Uh, Ken Porter, anything you want to say before we to the people out there before we go offline? I'm good. Hopefully everything's going well for everybody. Well, everything's going well for me. It's kind of interesting. I'm I'm finally not feeling jet lagged, and it's been pretty good because I got plenty of sleep. And as WC Field says, the best cure for insomnia is to get plenty of sleep. So there you have it. Um, anybody else have anything they want to say before we say goodbye to the listening audience? Don't forget to text me David stuff, Jan. Okay, I will. So with that in mind, just remember, you make it happen. Give us a thumbs up, share the show with somebody, you know, send a link. Uh, we're on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, and those places. So uh, please uh, give us a little bit of love. And that way more people will come and join us. Uh, it's wonderful to have you. And I'm glad to be alive and with you once again. And I really thank you for your participation and for your viewing. So with that in mind, just remember, you make it happen. Have a great week. Be safe and uh, stay out of trouble. 
And we'll see you again for the 179th meeting next Wednesday at 5 o'clock uh, Pacific Coast time. Bye-bye now. Bye. And we are off the air. Yeah. <laughs>